Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 7. Should be a familiar scripture to you as God has given us the word of God and we have read this word and I preached a message out there this week that I'd preached many times but like Brother Benny said, you never have preached it that way. Well, this living word changes with the people it's going to. In case you hadn't noticed that, it may be the same scripture, the title may be the same, but the people are not, so it changes the message a little, but the basis of the message is still the same. I preached, uh, I guess, one of my favorite scriptures in the book, this is your hour, amen? And it was totally different message than what I'd preached here. So here in Matthew chapter number 7 and verse number 7, Ask and it shall be given you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you, for everyone that asketh receiveth, he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Amen. You agree with that? Amen. Brother Chris, that's the blessing. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Grant it, Lord. Amen. Amen. As you take your seat and look over in the book of Luke, if you will, chapter number 11. You know, there's a lot of doors that's open under you and I, and a lot of them we step in, but a lot of them we do not. Amen. Somehow or another, we miss the opening of the door. And I'm sure most of us here this morning have regrets in our past. I'm sure there's been doors that's been open that, that you missed, that you wished you could go back and open again. But the problem of those doors being open. Sometimes it's the last time they'll be opened. I know in my past I've got a lot that I'd like to go back and say I'm sorry. Amen. But they're going on to be with the Lord and I can't go back and undo the things that's done been done. So when the door is open, let us take the opportunity to do what God would have us to do when the door is open. In the book of Luke chapter number 11, and verse number 9, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Are you with me? Say, Amen. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is a, notice what it's saying here, that is a father. Now, if you are a father of a child, uh, you're probably going to give that child some bread, right? Amen. Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father Give the Holy Spirit to them that what? Asked Him. The trouble with that is, it's us got to ask. And sometimes we don't want the Holy Spirit 
Stay with me a little bit. I'm talking about an open door. We don't want the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit brings responsibility. Now you've heard me preach on responsibility a lot because that's something that we're guilty of. We want the rights, but we do not want responsibility. So if we ask him, we know he's going to give it to us, uh, and there's something required when God gives you something. There's something required that you, whatever you've asked for, you should use it for the glory of God. If God gives it to you, it's for his glory. Say amen to that. I believe if we look and see in chapter number 13 here and verse number 25, you'll see that God is still a God that understand. When once the master of the house is risen up and has shut, notice this, to the door, and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence you are. You know, there's some open doors that God opens every week at the house of God. First of all, we have the door of the altar. This altar is never closed, amen. I don't care if he's singing, if he's preaching. I don't care if they're leaving the building. This altar is never, ever closed. But there's coming a day when the altar will be. Why do you say that, preacher? Well, the Word of God says there's coming a day when he's going to take away the Holy Spirit. You can go kneel, but there won't be no spirit there. Amen. You know what the difference is? Let me help you this morning. The difference is when you get caught, you can admit you're guilty. But when the Holy Spirit convicts you, you're sorry. Not that you got caught, but you're sorry for what you did. Amen. There is a difference. Hey, I've been caught a lot of times. My daddy caught me and beat the brakes off of me. Amen. And I said, yeah, Daddy, I done it. Or lied like a dog and said, no, Daddy, it wasn't me. It was Doug. It was Randy. It wasn't me. Right? You do the same thing. But when you are broken and that door is open that you can come to an altar and you come crying in repentance, amen, that is a difference, amen. And believe me, God knows the difference in your heart. Amen. <laughs> your mouth might be mouthing the words. But where's your heart? Go back in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter number 1. I hope you're praying for me. I hope you're praying that I'll preach, not shut up. Chapter number 1, verse number 11. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities. Notice this, Python and Ramsey. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. Are you with me? And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar and in brick, and all manner of service in the field. 
and all their service within, they made them serve, notice this, was with rigor. You know something? Isn't that funny that, listen to me, that God did not want them to be slaves. Amen, are you with me? But here they are in bondage now because, stay with me, they rejected God. They had an open door. Boy, I hope I can get this through to you. They had an open door to God, but somehow or another they didn't like the open door. So they quit going, oh, stay with me, God, help me. They quit going to church. They quit doing the things of God. They quit bringing their offering. They quit bringing their tithes. They quit going to the house of God where the reading of God's word was, where prayer was going on. And they turned their back on God and God put them in bondage. Did you hear what I just read to you? And the more they afflicted them, the more they increased. Isn't that funny that God has to afflict us sometime before we ever give an increase? Amen. You ain't got it yet. You ain't got it yet. We do more praying when we're sick than when we're well. We do more Bible reading when we're struggling in trials and tribulation than we do when we're on the mountaintops. Amen. And so God afflicts us to get us closer to Him and help us to multiply. It shouldn't be so. We had an open door to God. Adam and Eve in the garden. (laughs) This makes me mad, Chris. It makes me mad. Every evening God came down and walked with them in the cool of the evening. (laughs) That wasn't good enough. An open door to God Almighty. Only one thing. Only one. God said, don't eat of this tree. Eat everything in the garden. It's all yours. Ain't it funny? We're always wanting the very thing we're not supposed to have. Just one. Just one thing. I wonder if Adam's name was Dennis Adams. Right? Dennis the Menace had to mash that button or die, right? I can talk about Dennis because I'm one of them. Just as sure as you tell me that I can't do something, that's exactly what I want to do. Oh, me. Thank you, Marvin. You're honest. The rest of this crowd ain't. Amen. I'm talking about us men that's got the macho in us. And somebody with gray hair and wisdom said, Child, don't do that. That's exactly what you wanted to do. And God said, just one thing, don't eat of this tree. You know what God was saying? God said, don't eat of this tree. This is what he was saying to you and I. If you do, I have to close the door. 
We had an open door up until that point. And just as sure as they ate, the serpent said, Why, you know God didn't really mean that. Come on now. He knows if, that if you do that, you'll be as wise as he is. Can I say this to you and I? We're always wanting to exalt ourselves to the level that we are our own God. And Brother America's practicing it today. They think they are God. Up in the White House, they think this world can't turn without them up there. I got news for that crowd. There's coming a judgment day one day. They're going to hear a voice that sounds like thunder that says, Depart, I never knew you. Your door's been closed a long time and you didn't even have sense enough to know that the door was closed. Amen. So while the door is open unto you and I, don't you think it behoove us to come to an altar and repent of our sins that we'll hear, Welcome, thou good and faithful servant. Isn't it funny that the last thing that we hear will be a door closing? Depart. Sit down. Heaven's gates are closed. You can't enter in. You think that was by accident? No, it's not by accident. God Himself is trying His best to open the door for you and I that we'll realize and understand. Amen. Listen, I'd rather be godly than be a slave. But isn't it funny that we don't like it that way? Turn over in the New Testament in the book of Romans. Now we're going to be jumping back and forth, so stay with me. Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5 and verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man centered in into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. That leaves nobody out from the preacher to the back door. For all have sinned. What are you talking about? Listen. <laughs> Some of us are slaves to being a sinner. Do you know it's hard to be lost? <laughs> you get that out of a while. Amen. Being lost is painful. Being lost is troublesome. Sleepless nights. Hard days. What does it say about a transgressor? His ways is hard. Ways of a transgressor is hard. But aren't you glad when the door's open and you finally step into it? What are you stepping into? Peace. Joy. Woo! <laughs> when you step through that door, God says, Here, let me take your burden. Let me give you peace instead. Let me give you joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Let me help you with all these things. You went from a, a slave to a sinner, and now you become a saint because you chose to step through an open door. Are you with me? Say amen. All right, turn back to the book of Exodus. We're going to read a couple chapters there. Are you there yet? Exodus 12. Exodus chapter number 12 
And let's read, if you will, verse number 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. Are you with me? He's looking for spotlessness. Can I say church this morning? We all got some spots. We all got spots. Every one of us. I, I want to say this. How many has ever raised Dalmatian dogs or had one? You saw a movie about it. 101 Dalmatians. A Dalmatian dog, listen to me carefully. They call them if the spots touch a lot. A Dalmatian, believe it or not, that's their own registration rules. They want the individual dots on a Dalmatian not to touch. So if they have a lot of them that touch each other, they, you can't register that dog. But the spots that he's talking about, it didn't matter if you had one spot or a thousand spots. Are you with me? In other words, it didn't matter to God if you were a little sinner or a big sinner. He opened the door. He opened the door so you could go from a slave and know that you're a sinner, that you, you know you can be saved. I'm glad he knows I had spots and he loved me anyway. Aren't you? I want to say this and I want to say it with love. We still got spots on us after we got saved. Because we are not perfect yet. <laughs> you ought to be in the process. But you ain't perfect yet. By no means are you perfect. There's a door open unto you this morning that you'll realize that you are. You know the devil wants you to think you're supposed to be absolutely 100% perfect. The only reason Jesus came, listen to me, the only reason Jesus came is you can never, ever, ever, ever be spotless. But he was, always was, and always will be. That's the reason he's my lamb. Amen. Because I can't be spotless. Well, preacher, you shouldn't say that in front of your congregation. Hey, listen, I don't walk on water. Hello, I haven't raised no dead folks. I haven't fed 5,000. Are you with me? I've got spots in my life because I'm human. Amen. But I want to tell you something. He was slain that I could be born again. He was spotless. Are you with me? Say Amen. Aren't you glad that God loves you so much that he cares for you? Thank you, Jesus. And you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Are you with me? Say amen. Look at 12 and 21. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. 
he was slain for you and I. Are you with me? Say amen. I saw this week on Facebook where they had found a lamb that had been missing for eight years. Anybody see that? That thing was that big around with wool. I mean, it looked like me. I'm telling you. And they sheared that thing, and that was the skinniest little thing you ever seen under that. And I got to thinking as I was watching them, you know, to the world's eyes, it looked fat and flourishing. But it was killing that lamb just to carry that load. And I said that to say this, our lamb died for our load. We couldn't carry it. Our burden was too heavy. So he opened the door by his blood and by his body. He was crucified for our sins. He opened the door that he could put us back in right standing with God. Aren't you glad for that today? In the book of Isaiah this morning, Isaiah chapter number 53, you know I'm glad for the book. I hope you're glad for the book. Uh, I used to mark every scripture and I'd just flip to it. Then I got to realizing there wasn't nobody getting there by the time I got there, so I quit marking them. If I have to hunt it, you have to hunt it. We both got time to get it. Isaiah 53, verse number 5, the Bible said, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one of his notices to his own way. And the Lord, are you with me? Say amen. Hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Oh my, my. That ought to break your heart this morning. He was my substitute. He went and took the beating that I deserved. He took the crucifixion that I deserved. He went to hell because I deserved to go there. He went there and retrieved the keys of death, hell, and the grave because he knowed if I ever went to hell, I could never get out. So he was my substitute. Are you with me? Say amen. Aren't you glad he went through that door that you're not able to go through? And he was your substitute and God accepted that. Are you with me? Say amen. You're talking about a door. Knock shall be open unto you. Seek and you shall find it. Are you with me? Say amen. You know I'm so glad that God loved me. Amen. Two more scriptures in the book of Hebrew this morning. Go there right quickly. Hebrews chapter number 9, verse number 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purged your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Whew. Verse 22 and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. 
and without shedding of blood is no remission. Are you with me? Say amen. His blood was shed for my sins. His blood was not shed for his sins. He shed his blood for my sins. And I tell you, I like you, but I ain't going to bleed for you. <laughs> not if I can help it. I'm not going to bleed for you. But you know what the Bible said? That he just held his hands out and uttered not a word. I can hear it now. As that hammer ringed out. Beating those spikes in his hands. My hands are pretty tough. And I have rammed a screwdriver all the way through it before. Anybody ever turn a screw real hard and jam it, slap? Oh, man. And if it goes through in one slick motion, it still hurts. And that was a smooth four-way screwdriver. Wonder what that old spike felt like. But now my feet are a different story. You touch my feet, I'm going to jump to the moon. I'm ticklish. Ashton, sometimes she'll catch me with her feet propped up and she'll come through there and just run her finger across the bottom of my feet, make me jump plumb out of there. I can't handle it. I don't know how I'd stand it if you had a hammer and a spike and you were driving it down through my feet. And he laid there willingly. Now let me tell you something you may not have thought of. He had the power to miss that. He had the power to call it down and burn everybody and everything. He laid his life down, shed his blood so he could open the door for me. Whoo! Lord God, that don't make you shout right there. What was he doing with his body and his blood? He was opening the door so I could step back in into fellowship with God and God would receive me because his blood was shielded over me and when he looked at me, he saw the blood. when they put the blood on the lintel on the doorpost and the death angel came through. <laughs> when the death angel saw the blood, there was no death in it. There was no death. Boy, I don't to make you shout. When God looks down and sees the blood shielded over me, I'll never die. Woo, the death can come by, but I'll never die. I'm going to live forevermore, amen. Why? Because Jesus' own blood and own body opened the door, amen. And I stepped in one day and said, save me, Lord, save me. I need to be saved. And that door was standing wide open for me. And his love was calling unto me. Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I want my blood over you. So when God the Father looks at you, he'll see pure. He'll see holy and he'll say welcome come on in why because God is looking for the open door that Jesus opened and we sometimes don't want to step in that door because sometimes we're too stubborn we're too hard headed 
And we know if we step in that door, we'll never be the same. And some of us is satisfied in sin right now. Some of us is having pleasure, as the Word of God said, in sin for a season. But I want to remind you one of these days, the door's going to be closed. You're going to be standing out there knocking and knocking and knocking and God will never open the door again. And the door's open this morning because Jesus shed his blood and gave his life that when he come knocking, you would open the door unto him. But one day you're going to go knocking on his door and he's closed it. What a sad day that will be. Go all the way back to Exodus and we'll try to finish this thing this morning. God help us to realize something this morning. The door's open. How much longer will it be open? Amen. Society's taught us. You go uptown, the door's closed and it says closed. It's closed. Exodus chapter number 12, verse number 22 If I can see the words. Ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin. Strike the lintel, the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at that door of his house until the morning. That's something that needs to be said right there. Let me say something before I read the next scripture. Everybody in that city heard what to do. But the only ones that were safe is the ones that did it. I wonder what the Egyptians thought the next morning if I just had the blood on the door. My son wouldn't be dead. If, if I'd had the blood on the door when the death angel came through last night. Can't you see this? They're saying, why ain't the Jews? Why ain't they dead? Somebody said, they put the blood on the door. And they didn't go out. They didn't go out. They put the blood on the door and they stayed in. God... there's two messages right there if you ain't caught it. You better have the blood and you better stay in it. Amen. Amen. You better stay in there. You better not turn back because the Word of God said he's plowing and looking back is not worthy of the kingdom of God. You look back at your past enough, you'll go back to your past. I'll tell you this right now. There ain't nothing back yonder I want to go to. I want to stay in. He opened the door. He gave his life. He bled and died for my sins. He bled for my sins. He died for my sins. I want to stay under the blood. I want to get in that open door. What about you? What about you this morning? Are you happy in the blood? Are you happy in the house where there is safety? Amen. Oh, God. 
Verse 23, for the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and the two side posts. The Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. Let me help somebody, please. The Egyptians were so highly stuck on themselves. They done made fun of God. Are you with me? They done made fun of God's man. God's man laid the rod down that turned to a serpent. The magicians throwed theirs down it turned to a serpent. Can't you see that old proud, boastful attitude that they had? Why, my men can do the same thing. You know, there's a lot of churches right now that think that there are churches, uh, but they've got a counterfeit. Amen. They don't have the blood. The door is never open there, and they don't want it open. Lord, God, help me right there, please. Uh, I'll tell you a story. Old Papa was singing at Trendy Hill. They just got back from Florida, and he sung down there, and the pulpit wasn't in front of the people. It was behind the people. Yes, sir. He said, we sung to the back of their head. He said, I thought that was the craziest thing I ever seen in my life. He said, the Holy Ghost got a hold of me. Said, I went down and got in front of them people. Said, I went to shouting and praising the Lord, giving an invitation. Said, this man stood up and said, shut your mouth. We ain't had an invitation in 25 years. They were satisfied. See, the Egyptians were satisfied. Their God was just as good as those Jews' God. That stupid put blood on the doorpost. Stupid people. Oh, God, I wish I had two hours to preach. Old Dagon was setting up. How many here know Dagon in the Bible? Great old big idol they had him set up. Wasn't nothing but a rock. He wasn't nothing. Just an idol. They had him set up as their God. They brought the Ark of the Covenant in there. <laughs> old Dagon was laying on his face the next morning. <laughs> hey, God showed up. Put old Dagon on his face. Boy, it hurt their feelings so bad. They set him back up there, propped him up, tied him up, tried to make him stay up, come back in there the next day. He fell over again, broke his head off that time. I'll tell you something. There ain't nothing going to stand up to our God. The only thing that will keep God off of you is the blood. Well, somebody shout right there. Hey, death can't come where the blood is. Life is in the blood. Them Egyptians could have had the same thing if it had just put the blood on the doorpost and stayed in the house. Old Dagon's head fell off. <laughs> Woo! And my God liveth forever. Can't you see it when they crucified him? Put him in the ground. We finished that turkey. Yeah, don't you know they said that? Don't you know they was drinking and having their merry? We killed that party, didn't we? (laughs) 
Nope. <laughs> you just opened the party up. Amen. By killing him, you opened the door up that I could be saved. This old Gentile dog has an access now because the door was open unto me. Not just the Jews, but it was open to whosoever will. Now, who you serving? What door are you walking through? You're walking through the one you want to. You're walking in where you want to. Because the door's open. There's coming a day when the door will be shut. And nobody can work. Nobody at all. So what about it this morning, church? You want to step through that door this morning? Somebody needs to step through this morning and get serious with God before the door's closed. The ark was shut up one day. God shut it up. God sealed it up. God set her afloat and drowned everything else. Next time he comes, he's coming with fire, brimstone. He's going to burn it up. Let us all stand. They were saved, listen, because the door had been opened unto them and the door was also closed. Get in and stay in. Get in and stay in. Every head bowed and every eye closed. God has spoke to your heart. Come forward. You know why you're praying? God's opening the door right now for you to pray. He's saying, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden. I'll give you some rest today. I'll give you some peace. I'll give you some joy if you'll just come. If you'll come and kneel and talk to me this morning, there's a peace that passes all understanding for you. Get under the blood. Close the door on Satan this morning by opening the door with Jesus. Put a not for sale sign out there. Say, Satan, I'm not going to sell out. I'm going to stay in where the blood's been applied to the post until the death angel passes over. God is my refuge. He's my strength. He's my safety. I'm going to stay in Him. So you come this morning. Many are praying this morning. What about you? As the door is open unto you, would you step in today? Get that peace you haven't known in a while. Put that joy back in your heart. Come unto the Lord today. Pray, pray, pray. Pray. Why not? Doors open. Doors open to you. Step out and come. Step out and come. This is your hour. Step out and come to him. Have a talk with him today. Say, Father, I've heard your voice. I'm going to stay 
behind the door where the blood's applied. Would you come? Would you come?